When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the story the mainstream media is on but we do it without the left-wing media spin listen to armstrong and getty on demand on america's number one podcast network iheart open your free iheart app and search the armstrong and getty show to start listening can you believe we just had a memorial day the first one in what almost four years without the fear of you're going to kill grandma if you gather with your family and friends or don't wear a mask or you're unvaccinated And I thought it was a really important moment to realize that we are back to normal. Not even a new normal, like it seemed like we were just back to normal life. But it also was important to go back and look at what they tried to do to us. And when I say try to do to us, let me be clear what I mean. What I mean by tried to do to us is they tried to take away virtually all of our rights. They tried to shame us and destroy our families and our ability to make our own decisions with our own medical decisions. People's lives were ruined, destroyed, and it cost people's lives through depression and suicide. There were many Americans that didn't get to say goodbye to their loved ones. They had to say goodbye to them before they died over FaceTime. They weren't allowed to be at their children's births, something that you can never recreate, all because you were supposed to trust the science. Now, if you think about what all they did during COVID and the fact that we still are spending tax dollars on COVID-related issues, and there are surpluses of those dollars that are now going uh, and being completely wasted in our government and our budgets, it makes you want to go back and just remind yourselves what the media and the scientists, the Fauci's, and others actually did to us. And remember, public enemy number one, On the last three Memorial Days was the unvaccinated. The unvaccinated were the problem. In fact, the media was even saying, and these scientists were saying, that you deserve to die. There's a montage that we have that we want to play for you. This part one, and I have three different montages, and I hope you'll share this show with all of your friends to remind them of just what they did to us and how long it took us to get back to a normal Memorial Day weekend. Part one is when they came after anyone that chose not to be vaccinated. And they tried to shame mothers and fathers and grandparents into getting their kids and grandkids vaccinated. Take a listen. You are the unvaccinated. You are the problem. It is the unvaccinated who are the problem, period, end of story. The only people that you can blame, the only people you can blame, this isn't shaming, this is the truth. Maybe they should be shamed, but the unvaccinated. It's time to start blaming the unvaccinated folks, not the regular folks. Anyone you came into contact with will blame you, as will the rest of us who have done the right thing by getting vaccinated. Because frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated. I think it's time to get our moral house in order, Anderson. 
It's the unvaccinated who are the threat. All the vaccinated folks are going to start wearing masks to protect the unvaccinated folks. It's called a Christian value. You're basically punishing the vaccinated uh, for the the sins of the unvaccinated. People are not behaving honorably. The unvaccinated are basically saying, well, it's open season for me. I can do whatever I want as well. The, the unvaccinated are basically beating their breasts running around the country saying, ha ah, ha, we don't care. We're living free and so forth. You've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. The unvaccinated. Well, let me just stop there. We've been patient, but our patience is running thin. That's the president of the United States of America saying that. The president of the United States of America. And then the rhetoric changed after that. Changed big time. Massively. Once the president said it out loud that his patience was running thin, that's when it started turning into maybe we shouldn't save their lives. Maybe we shouldn't give them health care. Maybe... We should just let them die and we'll divide America into two groups of people. Those that are selected as those that deserve to live and those that deserve to die, which is those who are unvaccinated. And then the media really started going after the unvaccinated after the president said we're losing our patience. A group that includes children and people acting like children. And the rest of us are starting to get pissed off. The vaccinated feel the unvaccinated are making me upset or angry. This is not about freedom or personal choice. Well, my freedom is being kind of disturbed here. No, screw your freedom. The other day, Howard Stern weighed in with a much different approach. Take a look. (laughs) When are we going to stop putting up with the idiots in this country and just say, now it's mandatory to get vaccinated? Their freedom. But you're treading on our freedom and you're making other people sick and really you're killing other people. The anti-vaxxers, they seem to have a thing for death and home remedies. The anti-maskers turned anti-vaxxers are not just putting their own lives at risk. If that was the issue, we could just say that we can watch them compete to win place or show in the Darwin Awards. We have to start doing things for the greater good of society and not for idiots who think that they can do their own research. And don't get me started on the lunatics who won't take any of the COVID vaccines. Life is too short to be an ass. Life is way too short to be ignorant of the promise of something that is helping people worldwide. Maybe you're doing it because um, you're, you're disconnected or disorganized maybe you have some sympathetic psychological reasons but maybe you're just being antisocial oh you can't shame them you can't call them stupid you can't call them silly guys. yes they are those who are not vaccinated will end up paying the price the unvaccinated should be taxed uh, they should pay more for health care we need to start looking at the choice to remain unvaccinated the same as we look at driving while intoxicated we're going to see and i've said almost mm-hmm. two types of america dr fauci said that if hospitals get any more overcrowded they're going to have to make some very tough choices about who gets an icu but I don't, that choice doesn't seem so tough to me vaccinated person having a heart attack yes come right on in we'll take care of you unvaccinated guy who gobbled horse goo rest in peace wheezy pointing back to the unvaccinated who are really creating a problem in this country every death that we are seeing from covid could have been prevented literally the only people dying are the unvaccinated and for those of you spreading misinformation shame on you shame on you shame on you the only people that are dying are the unvaccinated only you shame on you that was how the media decided to treat you They decided that you were public enemy number one. 
was mob mentality and go after those who stand up for what they believe in or those that ask questions. Shame on you. You are the problem. How evil are you? How selfish are you? How horrible are you? Remember, you're trying to kill grandma. Never forget what they said, right? You can't eat with your family members if they don't live in the same house. Health departments did that. You can't see your grandparents if you care. You should ask for proof a vaccination at your family gatherings and not allow people that are unvaccinated to come to family gatherings because they're going to kill you. You're going to kill grandma. On and on they went with this. Like this was the narrative the entire time. And once the president said, we're growing tired, right? Our patients, you making your personal decisions for your family, our patients is growing thin. There were talks of mandates. Yes, not mass mandates, vaccination mandates. There were talks of giving kids vaccines against parents' will. There was the public shaming of parents who refused to get their kids vaccinated. And if you asked any questions about any of this, you became an extremist, a radical, someone that should never be listened to, someone who is a threat to society. Don't take my word for it. I just played you the montage. But that wasn't all that they did during COVID. That was just phase one of how they were trying to take away all of our gatherings and our holidays, our Memorial Days, our Labor Days, our Fourth of Julys, our Christmases. There was also the second part of this, and that was indoctrinating our kids that the state is actually in charge, not your parents. And the state... To be clear, the state is actually the parent of all children. One of the things they were obsessed with was masking children. Regardless of what the science said, the children will thrive. They're resilient, they said. Now, before I get into more of this story, I want to say thank you and tell you about our good friends at Augusta Precious Metals. You can get free gold just by learning about gold IRAs from Augusta Precious Metals. It's important that you know what's going on in this crazy economy and your hard-earned savings need protecting from the devalued dollar, protecting from the devalued dollar, especially if you're close to retirement. Augusta Precious Metals will give you information on how to protect your savings and open a gold IRA. So if you've saved at least 100000 for retirement, call and ask about their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. I trust Augusta Precious Metals, and you can too. They will make sure that you understand what is best for you and your portfolio. There's a reason. Money Magazine says they are the best gold IRA company. Get free gold, free information, and retirement protection now by calling 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA or AugustaPreciousMetals.com. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. It's time that we look back and we're really honest about just how hard it was to just be an American with our freedoms that were taken away from us from so many of these crazy extremists 
on the left, the quote scientists, the you know, you were a radical if you asked questions or said no to some of their extremism. For example, getting your kids vaccinated. Or even if you start to ask questions about were the masks really working on children? Were they necessary on children? What would happen to you if you asked that question is you were chastised. There were some that even said that parents should lose their parental rights over these issues. Take a listen to the experts on kids claiming kids are going to thrive in face masks and you need to shut up and never ask a question. A really striking comment that you made in this interview, you said from a broad public health standpoint, and I'm quoting you now, at the population level, masks work at the margins, maybe 10%. In the schools, everybody should wear a mask. Asking kids to wear a mask is uncomfortable, but you know, kids are pretty resilient. Kids are resilient. And if anything, this is going to build resilience in our children. Will this have long-term psychological effects on young kids, do you think? I don't think so. I think, in fact, it's good. Masking uh, is very important, particularly in the schools. Masks are safe. Masks do work. I have a nine-year-old. He tolerates masks for everything. I don't hear him whine, just like I don't hear him whine about his seatbelt or his bike helmet. Children have no problem with what is going on. They want to deal sensibly by way of the science with COVID. They've said we have no difficulty with students wearing masks but i look at the history of the world and when i think of like my parents and grandparents growing up in depressions fighting wars kids always had a part to play too and when i look at the fact that they're just wearing a mask but they have a roof over their head they have food a mask is basically non-inclusive completely i've yet to see a child whose mask was bothering him or her in fact in the emergency department the kids are the best ones at wearing masks and they often help their parents put masks on correctly there's nothing adverse or bad about masks we've used masks for decades we mask kids in our cancer wards routinely we have now a plethora of ongoing research and studies um, and documents that are showing us that masks do not put children at risk this concept that children somehow are harmed or abused by wearing masks is not founded in any science it's simple. Uh, it does no harm. Uh, my kids wear them to school. The idea that children won't wear masks is actually an abdication of leadership to say that we can't ask them and won't set an example for them. Those 50 million children need to protect themselves by wearing masks. If I'm going to get on an airplane, I don't have to wear a mask, uh, but I will have my kids wear one. I don't think this is politically uh, dividing at all. I wear masks, my kids wear masks. I don't understand why parents are not listening to the science, not teaching their children to wear a mask. My responsibility, if I am lucky enough to be the next governor of Georgia, is to look at the science, to follow the protocols, and to set the right example. I don't think we're even talking to the children. When we talk to schools and classrooms of children they are happy to wear masks be comforted by the fact that children have so much neuroplasticity that it, this is a bump in their social development but that they can repair very easily uh, you don't go naked yeah. uh, and right now you shouldn't be going to school without a mask you're not likely to be able to be exposed to something and spread it to mommy or daddy and it's not likely mommy and daddy are able to spread it to you either. So I wouldn't worry about it, baby. I promise you. That's why we need to make sure children are wearing masks in school. It was always the mask, right? Just conform. Shut up. 
Be quiet. Don't say anything. And if you don't say anything, well, then you're on our team. But if you do say something, if you stand up, we'll show you, we'll silence you, we'll hurt your child because you're not either with us or you're against us. There was no in-between. That's the one thing that I think is very, very clear. You are either with us or you are against us. And they made it clear that when it came down to this issue, that you are going to follow the state. Now, this was also them making it clear that really your children are not your own. Okay, your children are the property of the state. Your grandchildren are the property of the state. When we step in and we tell you as a parent what to do, you better do it. And if you don't do it, there's going to be hell to pay. If you don't do it, then you as a parent are a threat. It was during COVID that they also decided to classify parents that showed up to their kids' school board meetings as domestic terrorists. They did that. There was guidance that went out. The teachers union, the largest teachers union in America, asked for teach for, for parents that showed up and that were, quote, in their words, hostile to be declared domestic terrorists. And not only did the Biden administration oblige because it was, and a lot of that would have never happened if it wasn't for the issue of masking and COVID-19. Parents got to see inside the classrooms when they sent the kids home. Parents got to see what their kids were doing, what they were reading, how biased their teachers were. All of that was happening. And it was happening over and over and over and over and over and over again. All over the country. And what did the Biden administration do? They said, oh, we'll get them in line. No problem. We'll classify these parents that show up for their school board meetings that are asking questions about COVID protocol or asking questions about critical race theory or just, in fact, getting involved and engaged, asking any questions at all. What we will do is we will take care of them. We will label them as domestic terrorists. And when we do it, we will win. When we do that, they will understand that their kids really aren't their own. They are property of the state first and foremost. Our school systems have more power than the parents have. In fact, we won't give kids an education unless you play by our rules. That was the other thing we found out through all of this COVID. We will punish your child by not giving your child, not allowing for your child to get a quality education for not just one year, but two years. We will make sure that your child loses out on an education if you don't abide by the rules. What's funny is even those that did abide by the rules, their kids didn't get an education either. The data is out and it was absolutely horrific. And that's the only way to describe it. It was absolutely horrific what happened. It was horrific to see what happened. It was horrific to witness what happened. What we witnessed with those two plus years of school and the at-home learning is it was nothing more than daycare. And those two years of those kids' lives in education, they will never get them back. There's no plan to get it back. There's no plan. We socially promoted them. We also know from the public school systems and the internal emails, they were socially promoting kids left and right. They knew it was bad, and they said, all right, it's bad. Who really cares? Right? We know it's bad. We understand it's bad. But do we really honestly care? No. 
socially promote them all. Will they get those two years of school back? Of course not. Does it really matter? Apparently not. Doesn't matter at all. In fact, it's totally fine that they won't get those years back of school because we have decided as a government that we are in charge of your kid and we will dictate to your child. And when we make bad decisions and you inherit them, it doesn't really matter because you can deal with it. We don't have to. That's what they did to your kids. But that's not all that happened with COVID. The third part of this, and I would argue the most important, is that those that asked questions were turned into conspiracy theorists. Those that asked questions about the lab leak were considered to be anarchists and crazies and conspiracy theorists, people that should never be listened to. That included, by the way, Donald J. Trump. Donald J. Trump sent out a tweet one time talking about Wuhan and what happened. They immediately started banning him from social media. They immediately started saying that's a lie. They immediately started saying this was a conspiracy theory because what they found is they were drunk on control and they were drunk on power. Now, before I get into more of this story, I want to say thank you and tell you about our good friends at Patriot Mobile. They are now offering a performance guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch between the three major carriers for free. Yeah, Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer nationwide coverage on the best G4 and G5 networks, the same network and towers you're using right now. The difference is not only do you get the same great quality that you're used to, but they actually are a company that fights to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. So this year, resolve to stop spending your money with companies that don't align with your values. In fact, actually fight against what you believe in. Switch to Patriot Mobile. You'll be supporting First and Second Amendment groups, the rights of unborn children, and even helping with adoptions. It is easy to switch. Call them right now. Or go online to patriotmobile.com slash Ferguson. That's patriotmobile.com slash Ferguson. Or call them 878-PATRIOT. You're going to get free activation with the offer code Ferguson. That's 878-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash Ferguson. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. I think it's important that we hold those accountable and remember what they tried to do to this country. Now, I mentioned not just Donald Trump, because you got to understand why they went after Donald Trump. They wanted to label Donald Trump a conspiracy theorist when he brought the Wuhan lab, because if they could label him a conspiracy theorist, then they could label 50% of America conspiracy theorists as well. You go to the top. And you say, that man there is a threat to society, right? Donald Trump, Donald J. Trump is a threat to society. That was their objective. That was their goal. And that's how they did it, right? Because then they could say, we don't have to report on what he says. We can ban him from social media. If you remember, the pushes to ban Donald Trump from social media, before January the 6th, their biggest move to ban Donald Trump 
was, quote, disinformation and or misinformation, as they described it, on COVID-19. How you couldn't even ask a question they didn't like without getting banned. There were many conservatives whose accounts were throttled, whose accounts were completely banned over the issue of COVID. There were people that had amassed great followings who asked questions about the Wuhan Institute of Virology who had their accounts suspended and suspended at a very important moment in time, a moment when we were heading into a presidential election. Never forget that either. What a great way to get rid of conservative voices by the millions. And that's exactly what they did. They were able to get rid of them by the millions. Millions of interactions, millions of posts, millions of people that are seeing things. The list goes on and on. It was phenomenal what they, what they were able to pull off. When I say phenomenal, I want to be, explain what I mean by that. They were able to use COVID as a way to silence conservatives just for asking questions, which meant then you silence them on politics and on policy issues heading into the presidential election year. We also found out that big tech was meeting on a regular basis, talking daily, meeting weekly with big tech organizations. They were sending over lists of people, small accounts, accounts with virtually no, na- you know, no following, but had things that went viral that were silenced and shut down just for giving their opinion. But this was all done that way by design. And now it's time to go back and remember who should be held accountable. I'm going to play for you now the crazy and the reality. You're going to hear music behind it. Some of that music's going to sound like a clown show. Just so you know which part is a clown show, listen. You will always have conspiracy theories when you have uh, very challenging public health crises. They are nothing but distractions. President retweeting a conspiracy video alleging that masks do not work. The video was then removed by Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube because it violated rules against spreading misinformation. The second most powerful man in the world revealing himself in this video as a mask truther. A major study finding masks made no difference in stopping the spread. Mask mandates, it turns out, were an utter failure. It's not me saying it, but the New York Times. The mask mandates did nothing. Will any lessons be learned? Brett Stevens cites a comprehensive British review of 78 randomized studies with more than 600,000 participants. So that wasn't um, scientifically fair. Uh, effective. The, the mask so, guidance correct. was not Correct. It science. wasn't science-based, and the six feet of distancing has, was arbitrary. Um, All around the country, over the weekend, protests popped up these morons and internet conspiracy theories demanding an immediate end to lockdowns. And let's be honest, people, this is both insane and counterproductive because the more you gather in groups, the longer the lockdown will have to go on. Did lockdowns during COVID prevent severe effects from COVID-19? Did it help in the arc of the pandemic? Economists from Johns Hopkins say no. The report warned against using lockdowns as a pandemic measure in the future because of the low effectiveness on mortality and the consequences for the economy. The the lockdowns in terms of their effects on mortality, we measured it against mortality, were were basically irrelevant. They destroyed people. They literally killed people. 
when you shut down medical care in spring of 2020 alone, there were 650,000 cancer chemotherapy patients in this country alone. Half of them didn't get their chemo because they were afraid. They were told it was dangerous to go to a medical facility. You weighed in on a theory that's been floating around that perhaps the number of fatalities related to COVID-19 is being inflated because people are actually dying of other things. Uh, What's your read on that theory? You know, Savannah, there is absolutely no evidence that that's the case at all. You know, it, it, I think it falls under the category of something that's very unfortunate. These conspiracy theories that we hear about. Even the wackos, Trump wackos are, are, are doing conspiracy theories saying those numbers are padded. What should we say to people who conspiracy theorize about an overcount of the deaths? Follow up now to my conversation with L.A. County Health Director Barbara Ferrer, who last week acknowledged the county may be overcounting COVID deaths by as much as 20 percent. Could it be a secondary contributing cause? So, for example, somebody with kidney disease, COVID then pushes them over the edge to have kidney failure. That's COVID as a contributing cause. And then the third is COVID as an incidental finding. So somebody coming in with a gunshot wound or a heart attack and they happen to test positive. Now, part of the conspiracy theory is that the disease started in a laboratory in Wuhan. Just weeks ago, Dr. Anthony Fauci rejected the conspiracy that coronavirus was man-made in a lab in Wuhan, China. And yet this week, Donald Trump is still pushing the debunked bunkum. Uh, a lot of people on the right love that phrase, escape from the lab, because it sounds like something from a Marvel movie or a comic book. Everyone who believes in the conspiracy is saying that he came out of a lab in Wuhan, Wuhan rather than uh, through food at a market. And uh, he continued to push a conspiracy theory that has already been debunked by our intelligence community. This whole notion that the coronavirus was developed in a Chinese lab, that has been debunked. There's a report today that another intelligence arm of the US government, this is inside our energy department, has joined the FBI in concluding that COVID began with a lab leak in China. Is that I don't know who to trust. Yeah. Right. I certainly don't trust reporters mm-hmm. because reporters treated this in initially as if it was nothing more than a crazy unhinged conspiracy theory. Yeah. So who do you trust? Right. You can't trust the legacy media outlets because that was their narrative. It came out of the city that has a Wuhan Institute of Virology, a Chinese lab that worked on coronaviruses. And that is an awfully large coincidence. And uh, and that's what I've thought throughout that that was an Awfully large coincidence. Coincidence. Love how they put that, right? Awful large coincidence. You mentioned Wuhan, shut up, we'll silence you. You mentioned that maybe masks don't work, we'll silence you, shut down your accounts, your conspiracy theorists, you're trying to kill people. You ask questions about should you or should you not give vaccines to your children, even if you were getting vaccinated yourself and you were immediately a horrible parent. They were talking about mandating vaccines. And then you think about all the people's lives that were affected, as you heard from that doctor who talked about almost half the people that were taking COVID at some point were missing treatments because they were being told it was so unsafe to go into a medical facility to get that treatment. They thought it was a better choice to not go than to go. Now, why did they think that? Why did they believe that? Because they scared the living crap out of you 24-7 on TV, 
exactly the way that we're playing for it for you right now. They were wrong on virtually everything, but it wasn't about if they were right or wrong. That's the part you need to understand. Okay, it wasn't about if you're right or wrong. It was a power grab. I honestly don't believe they cared if they were wrong. They just love the power that came from it. I think they knew in many instances that they were wrong, but it was about grabbing the power. The power grab was the whole ball game. That's what was going on. The power grab was everything. They believe that your children are their property. They believe that your health care is theirs. They believe they're the one that gets to decide what you can and cannot do. This goes back, by the way, I have to go back to Obamacare. The, the worries that we all had about Obamacare, the reason why I fought so hard against it, is for this exact reason right here. Look at what happens when the government gets involved in health care decisions. Look at what they, they, they were sitting there talking about. Elected officials and others were talking about, hey, if you're unvaccinated, maybe you don't deserve to live. Maybe you deserve to die. Well, what's going to be next? You come in, they find out you voted for Republicans or Donald J. Trump. And then they say, yeah, let that one hot die. That's a conservative. When the government gets in here, I promise you they will screw it up. I promise you they will. I hope all of you will take this info that I just gave you. I hope you'll grab it and I hope you'll share it with everybody you know because there's a reminder here. We don't ever need to forget this moment. We don't ever need to forget what actually happened here. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.